To God be the glory. Amen. So next week, we're going to play What She Said About Me so that they spurred on and said, well, let's, let's honor that guy. Amen. Right? It was a year and a half ago that she nominated me, and we forgot all about it. And then all of a sudden, she, she got a call in Paris, France, saying, uh, we're going to use your pastors, uh, you know, we're going to honor your pastor. So that was really a nice, nice surprise, a nice treat. So now I get to introduce my wife, who's going to speak to us on Mother's Day. And she's a wonderful mother, also a wonderful wife. You know, when I first met her 37 years ago, I, I, didn't, I just said, I like her. I want to be with her for the rest of my life. I didn't know she'd be a good mother. I didn't know she'd even be a good wife. Uh, but we've been through, you know, thick and thin and just weathered through, believed God. And here we are today, still married after all these years. Amen. So she said something to me uh, yesterday or the day before. I said, really? She said, I love you more than I've ever loved anybody in my whole life. I said, oh, shucks, you know. <laughs> but she's been instrumental in keeping us going, our family and our church. Let's welcome my wife, Marianne Canizero. Praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> what a wonderful day it is today. Um, I woke up this morning, and I was just like so happy that today is Mother's Day because I get to speak to all the mothers. Yeah. You guys are really special to us, um, how you support us. We, like uh, Pastor was saying, we really care about your children. We love them very much. Uh, can I have our teachers stand up, Margaret and uh, Cecilia? Is Cecilia here today? She's teaching. Okay, that's right. Uh, Maggie, teaching. <laughs> Allie, Allie, where are you, Allie? She's back. Stand up. There's Allie. She helps us too. I just want to give honor to them today because they really love your children um, Margaret uh, spends tireless days and evening getting ready to um, give those kids a wild ride. And um, they love every minute of it. Um, all of us teachers are different, but the kids really love all of us. So um, I, just thank, um, I just thank God for being able to minister to them. And today, I want to introduce my mom. Mom, Mary. Martinez, stand up. Go ahead. I don't want to forget her ever because she's the one that raised me. Uh, my mom and I were, you know, we have this like awesome relationship where we love being with each other. As a matter of fact, we're going on a trip this week. <laughs> my mother loves to travel. We've been trying to plan this for a long time. We're going to see Mount Rushmore, and we're driving there. So we're going to be going to Colorado, Nevada, uh, where else? To Wyoming. Okay, so she loves to drive, and she's got it worked out where we only have to drive four or five hours a day. So um, that's a blessing. So we get to spend a lot of time. So thanks, Mom, for planning the trip. 
and also for just giving me so many wonderful years of love that you've given to me. And she supports this church like no one else. And we just want to thank you. I mean, she gives to our kids at camp. She gives to any, uh, you know, like when we needed TVs for the kids, she gave, she, she bought the TVs. She's just a wonderful, wonderful Christian, and she loves all of us here. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. So, mothers, I'm here to talk to you today, and ladies, too, <laughs> and men, too. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about faith's reward. And you say, reward? There's rewards? Yeah, if you look all through the Bible, the Lord gives us rewards. What does he say? Seek, you will find. That's a reward. Ask. You will be given it. That's a reward. <laughs> Knock, and he will open the door for you and let you in, you know? So he is a reward-giving God. So don't let everybody else tell you anything different because he loves to give us rewards. There's something about a mother's prayer of faith. Can you say amen, ladies? I don't know what it is, but faith, a mother's uh, faith is a cry from the heart. When they pray, it comes deep in their heart. And that's why they're able to touch God so well, because it comes from the innermost part of the heart. I'm not saying God doesn't hear everyone's prayer, but he hears heartfelt prayers. The Bible says that um, you know, the heartfelt prayer is the one that avails much. Those that pray with their heart avail much. And all over the Bible, we see that women's prayers were answered. How about Sarah? She was old in age, and she had a child. She conceived at a very old age. She had a child. And what was his name? What was his name? Isaac, come on, you guys. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> Hannah prayed for a, how long of a time? A long time. <laughs> it doesn't say, but it was long <laughs> that she prayed for her son Samuel. And then Moses' mother, what did she do? She hid her son from Pharaoh uh, because she didn't want him to be a part of the Egyptians. She wanted him to be where he was truly from, the Israelites, so the Hebrews. So there's many other mothers that, um, you know, did things and had miracles happen in their lives. So what I say today is successful mothers are not the ones who have ever struggled, have never struggled. They are the ones who never give up despite their struggles. Women don't give up. They just don't give up. Mothers don't give up, especially for their children and their families. I know my mom, the, she gets so excited when she gets to see her family because we live in different places. So when we all get together, she just loves it. How about you guys? You love that, too. Don't you love being with your families on Christmas and everything? It's a blast. 
So here are three quotes from mothers. I'm sorry. Here's three quotes about mothers from famous men. Okay? Abraham Lincoln said, All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my mother. Uh, John Wesley, famous minister. He started the Wesleyan um, uh, denomination. Uh, he said, I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. So she taught him the Bible. She taught him about Jesus. And then Jackie Robinson. I thought this was interesting. Uh, his mother was single, and they moved from the south to the west. She wanted to get him out of the south, her kids, get him to the west coast. And he said, I remember even as a small boy having a lot of pride in my mother. I thought she must have some kind of magic to be able to do all the things she did, to work so hard and never complain and make us all feel happy. His mother, when they got here, she worked at I guess it was a laundry or something like that. She worked so hard. And, you know, they didn't make much money back then, but she worked hard. And he just, he admired her for that, that she took care of them and fed them and everything. He said, I think I was reading the story. He said sometimes when they didn't have any food, she would somehow get food at work and was able to bring it home. You know, things like that where she was very, she figured out how to feed her family. I thought that was cool. So there's a special bond between mother and her children. Is that true, ladies? Special bond, very tight. In the Bible, it states in Proverbs 6.20, My son, keep your father's commandments and forsake not your mother's teaching. Modern day translation says, The father lays down the law, <laughs> but the mother teaches from day to day. So isn't that true? Praise the Lord. We're going to learn today about reward, God's rewards, faith rewards. And um, why do you think he wants us to have rewards? Because he loves us. Don't we love our kids and we want them to have rewards? We want them to be happy, right? I see how all of you, like I'm thinking about you guys over there, and how you get Sarah involved in plays and just... Um, things that she loves to do because that girl has a lot of energy. But it's fun energy. It's fun, it's fun energy, sorry. And she's helpful. She helps me all the time when I teach. Always happy to do that. So he supplies, God supplies our needs and want. So the first reward, there's many rewards that you can find in the Bible. I've focused on a few of them today. The first one is your children, a re great reward from God, is your children growing up, serving, and loving the Lord. That's a blessing. There's a lot of people that don't have that with their children. And um, we're going to find out how to do that today. Like I said, mothers never give up. And some, you know, I only had one. You know, if I had four, I could have had one that, you know went off or did something or didn't serve the Lord, but I had one who did. Thank God for that. Um, I wanted to have more children, but I never did. But that's okay. I have all the children here at the church. It's fun. 
So as a young mother, I wanted to spend time with him. I wanted him to achieve what God had for him in his life. So I would pray for him, and I would spend time with him. And I'm telling you this because um, it's so important to spend time with your kids, with their homework, teaching them the Bible. You know, it doesn't have to be a hard, serious thing. It's just including it in your lives, you know, figuring out a way to have fun with it. So during um, his childhood, every day after school, um, you know, we would sit and I would encourage him to, um, and talk to him about his life. And he would tell me things. He would say, Mom, when I get older, I want to be president. I'm thinking, okay, you're probably going to change your mind when you get older. But then he said, Mom, I want to be, I think I want to be a lawyer too. I'm like, okay, that sounds better. Um, but <laughs> he didn't make president, but he did make the lawyer. So that's good. You know. <laughs> you know, and he was a, he, he loved, he loved school. And when he was young, um, he got involved in acting because there was a teacher there at his school. She was an actress, and she used to teach them drama, and he used to love it. So we said, well, let's see if we can get you in some commercials. So he did a couple commercials, you know. But it was interesting because after a while he said, you know, Mom, I don't want to do that anymore. I want, because I like school. I like to, because he would have to leave and rush and not do his homework and go on a, you know, one of those auditions. And he, didn't, he stopped liking it. He said, no, I want to do my school. I love that. And so he got good grades, you know. Pretty much straight A's, right? Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> so he's very, he was a very organized kid. He got to go to Christian grammar school and high school. Now, that wasn't easy for us because I wasn't working a long, for a long time. I wanted to raise him, and so we had to believe God. Thank God for my mother. She helped us at times. Here again, my mother, the Savior, <laughs> through the Lord. Um, but she helped us. And so he did get to go to Christian grammar school and Christian high school, which was really nice. He went to Maranatha High School. And um, so he was rewarded. He, he really loved his work. He got rewarded in, at um, well, at Berkeley, he was also in honors when he graduated. But at Pepperdine, he got a full scholarship ride, I mean a full tuition scholarship ride for three years. And uh, how much was that worth? About 155000 So he didn't have to pay that back at all. So praise the Lord. Because we told him, we paid for Berkeley. We're not paying for We're not paying for... Um, um, Pepperdine Law School. That's a lot of money. Um, so anyway, um, I knew he loved the Lord at a young age because um, one time he went to school and this little boy said a bad word. And he came home and he was crying. I was like, what's wrong? And he goes, Mom, there was a boy at school that said a bad word and I just felt so bad that he said that. I knew it wasn't right. 
And I said, well, that's good that you don't want to say bad words, you know, that you want to live a good life for the Lord. And then in Berkeley, when he was there, because I told him, when you go to Berkeley, you got to go to church because you'll get crazy there. It's crazy there. That's what I told him. And so um, he found a church, but one night he called me. He goes, Mom, everybody's drinking, and they have this bonfire outside, and there's fire. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) There's fire outside from the uh, bonfire. Everybody's burning all kinds of, you know, furniture and everything. And I go, he loves the Lord. He's staying inside. He's not going out and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, I thank God for that. Anyway, I didn't have to worry about him because he made good decisions. So anyway, um, one of the things that when Charles was in Berkeley, um, he learned some things. Um, We taught him the Bible. So when he grew up, he knew how to measure the things he was being taught with the Bible. So one of the things they were teaching on back then, it just started coming out, um, you know, about LGBT and about um, this critical race theory. Uh, He started getting that a long time ago. And so um, he never thought that it would get to the point it's at nowadays, uh, to the point, because I went to a conference, and the woman that was there, she works in the education process. She's one of the, um, I can't remember what her title was, like a psychologist or something like that. But anyway, she was telling us um, they want to, with children, kindergartners, to teach them about sex and stuff now, right away, at a young age. And you guys say, oh, come on. No, it's happening, people. So we have to be careful that we as parents, that um, mothers, that we are watching the schools. We love our public schools. We're not against our public schools. We're not against LGBT. We love LBT. LGBT people. We love them. We love everybody. That's how we should be as Christians. I worked with some as Kaiser. I don't have a problem with it, you know. But um, when it comes to them to try and manipulate our children um, to a point where they can't even be children, um, that's something where we have to really uh, be careful of. And we have to, uh, we have forms back there, I think, that you can opt your kids out of things at school if it's beyond what you want them to learn. So, um, you know, this is what he was learning back then, and now it's be, these things have become such big issues that he's trying to help the youth to teach them to be aware and how to um, use the Word of God to measure what's going on out there. Um, they're starting to be taught the critical race theory where... Um, I'm going to try to get this right, okay? The critical race theory is where um, certain people are oppressors. They oppress people. And then the other part is where you are the oppressed if you're a certain race. And then they're teaching people of certain races, well, you can't really be anything because you're this certain race. Is that correct? They're teaching people. And so they're teaching our kids that, and he has to go in and... He's telling them, you can be somebody. God can help you be successful. 
you are someone. Don't think that you can't be anything. Because they were telling them, we can't be anything. We're Hispanic or we're black. You know, we can't be anything. And he said, that is not true. And so these are the things we should care about, mothers, that our kids don't. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to say this because I know there's a lot of people that work for public schools. Some of the public schools don't do it, and some of them do. So we have to really be careful what we're doing. We love our public schools, but um, from what I see, and we, we go to these conferences to find out what's going on from these people that are, you know, in, in certain authority, that, you know, they're trying to brainwash our kids to change their thinking. And um, there's nothing wrong with finding out about what's going on and knowing that there's LGBT. We have to love them, you know. But, you know, trying to brainwash our kids to something that is someone for an 18-year-old is not right. I'm sorry. So anyway, that's all i got to say about that. But... So children hear these things from the enemy, and they have to be able to filter them. So, um, like, for example, and many of you can relate to this. When I was growing up, I was taught creation. I went to Catholic school. They taught me creation. So when I got older and they st I started going to public school, they started teaching me about evolution. And so then I knew, okay, evolution's a theory. That's okay. It's a theory. But now... They almost teach it like it's real. But it's a theory, people. And so, um, you know, we have to teach our kids those things, that when they hear something, okay, that's all right, I'm learning that. But creation, God created the world in seven days. And they have to know that and know that in their heart. Um, so, you know, Jesus is the only truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only truth is the word of God. Jesus is the word, it says in John 1. So we, in, like I said, we have to be informed. Um, you know, also, Charles was talking about social media. Make sure you check their social media because you pay the bill. Did you hear what I said? You pay the bill for the phone, so you should be able to check their social media. Okay. We must know the Bible and live the Bible in front of them. We want our kids to live the Bible. If we're not living the Bible, they are not going to live the Bible. And if you don't know the Bible, you better start learning it because this is what God wants from you. He wants you to know it. The just, he says, shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So we have to be true examples to them. In everything we do, we must humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Praise the Lord. Humble thyself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due season. The second reward is knowing the Lord more closely. So for a year now, I've been praying to the Lord and asking him, Lord, because when I retired, I know it sounds weird, Everybody, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people here have retired, but when I retired, I was doing a job that was like, like a locomotive, <laughs> never ended, never stopped, you know, 
It was like stressful. And so when I slowed down, I didn't know how to slow down. So it really kind of hit me like a, like a brick. It hit me like a brick. You've heard of people burning out. I burned out. I was there for 10 years at Kaiser. And I love Kaiser. Don't get, I, I enjoyed my job and everything. But it was a hard job, you know. And um, so I got burned out. So I just had to start going to the Lord. So this whole year I've been saying, Lord, I'm just not the same. I'm not my same old self. You know, I feel like I'm 20 years older or something because stress can take a toll on our lives. It can, it can make us feel, what, 20 years older? And so that's what I felt like. And so I was just like telling the Lord, okay, Lord, I need to talk to you, and I want to hear your voice. I'm always hearing my voice, but I want to hear your voice. And so uh, one day I just prayed, and I said, Lord, just, just talk to me. Show me. Even in a dream or something or in a vision, just show me you. And so I fell asleep, and um, I was waking up, and I saw Jesus in my dream. And it was, he was beautiful. He was beautiful. And he had white on, of course. And he had these long arms, and they opened up. And he said, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He did it twice with his whole heart. And he told me, I want you, when you're going through something, to do that. Say hallelujah with your whole heart. Sorry, I keep getting out of the camera. <laughs> I get too excited. <laughs> so anyway, um, I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that. And he also said, the promises that I promised you are on their way. And that's why I'm shouting hallelujah, because they're on their way. Um, he also said the last thing. Oh, the thing I saw in all this, the word says Jesus is real, but that dream made me see how real he is. And so now I, I always see that dream. It never goes away. So it's a beautiful thing, and I just wanted to say that was my reward from God, faith's reward. I'm believing in faith that he would show me and talk to me, and he did. So that's so important, and I think about it every day, that dream uh, that he gave me. And so it's cool. So if anybody wants to just talk to the Lord and, you know, actually, I would love to go to heaven someday, not before my time, like, to stay there, but just kind of see what goes on there. I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But. <laughs> So anyway, the third reward, i got to move along here. Having strong confidence in the Lord and in yourself. The Bible says, um, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. And that word confidence means faith, your faith, your assurance, which hath great recompense of reward. So don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your faith. If you get discouraged... Don't cast it away. Just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm feeling down. But don't get so discouraged that you walk away from the Lord. The Lord hates it when you walk away from him because he loves you so much. He's not pleased when we walk away, you know, from him. So that, and then that word great 
um, let's see, cast not away your confidence, don't throw it away, but it has great recompense of reward. There's that word reward again. That word, if you look it up in the Greek, it means megas. Say megas. M-E-G-A-S. And that means a big reward. Do you like that? It has great recompense. Not just recompense. Great recompense of reward. Big reward. So we have to know that. We don't know a lot of these things because we don't, you know, spend a lot of time studying the word, but we can learn to study the word more and learn more things. So um, an example of mega faith, I think, two examples. One is Gina. Stand up, Gina. When her husband got COVID and she didn't know what to do, what did you say? Trusted the Lord. And she said, my husband will live, not die. And they told her to get ready for the funeral. And she said, my husband will live and not die. And here's Rudy. Rudy, stand up. I know that... I know that we love to talk about him, (laughs) but he's such a miracle, and he believed too. This man believed too. Gina believed, and he believed with her, and he's here with us, and he's okay, and he's getting better and better, and he's growing in the Lord. He is a true example of a Christian, and that's a mega reward right there, isn't it? Thank you. And then we have one other mega reward, my husband. (laughs) He believed God. He had three cancers, okay? The first one was like a throat cancer, non-Hodgkin's. It was through the body, right? It was throughout the body, but there was a lump in his throat. And so I asked him, I go, how did you get a miracle from that? Because they wanted to cut his throat and it was right next to his vocal cords. And he's like, no way. I'm not taking that chance. So he started believing to God. I think it took him like three or four months. I said, how'd you do it? He goes, I slept, ate, drank the word of God 24 hours a day. And I just prayed 24 hours a day. And I just stayed with the Lord the whole time. And he had a mega reward. He got healed totally of that cancer. He had a miracle. The other two cancers he got healed from, it was through doctors, and praise God for doctors, right? Thank the Lord for the doctors. They also help with healing. So anyway, um, praise the Lord. We're having strong confidence in the Lord. That's something that we need to do. Uh, We can't throw away our confidence. Now, um, the third, uh, is it the third or the fourth? The fourth. The fourth reward. Um, Acting out our faith causes our prayers to be answered. So faith is acting. 
action. All Hebrews 11 of all the fathers of faith, if you read through them, they do something. They act like Abraham. What did he do? The Lord told him, sacrifice your son for your sacrifice. You know, back in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice goats and bulls and bunnies. I don't know. All kinds, not bunnies, all kinds of things. But anyway, so he said, okay, Lord, he took his son up and his son said, Where's the lamb, Daddy? Where's the lamb? He said, the lamb will come. <laughs> Didn't he say the lamb will come? The Lord will provide. That's what it was. The Lord will provide. And so finally when they got there and he was almost ready, there the lamb was in the thicket. The Lord provided for him that lamb. And so he did something. What did he do? He obeyed God. Obedience is so important with God. When he tells you to do something, do it. Don't wait because he loves obedience. I'm sorry, I'm looking for a certain scripture. So the fifth reward is being healed, having being healed and having healthy relationships. God truly loves us so much, ladies. However, we must walk in love. We hear this a lot from Pastor Chuck and I, that we have to walk in love, but it's so true. I mean, we could... What does 1 Corinthians say? Does anyone know? If I speak the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a sounding gong. If I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries... And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast if I'm a martyr, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So you can have faith and you can have confidence, but if you don't have love, forget it. You have nothing. You're not going to have the megas reward. You're not going to get the Magus reward without walking in love. And that's so important because husbands and wives, like, we all have little, uh, 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 you know. <laughs> you know what it is when <laughs> the little angst that we get when they say something, and you're like, why did you say that? <laughs> you just go off, you know. But you know what? The Lord really dealt with me because he says, he told me one day, because I was mad at him a lot. So he told me one day. <laughs> he told me, one, this was after we retired because we had to deal with each other every day. We had to get used to it. But anyway, he said, that's my son, and I don't want you doing that to him. Like, okay. So I said, I better take the... 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and start meditating on it and living it because, so I did. And we get along so good now, don't we, babe? <laughs> we really, really do. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Praise the Lord. So in closing, everyone, I have two minutes to close. <laughs> um. Our base scripture today was, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, remember that, 
it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, just put it this way, if we are not diligently seeking the Lord, the rewards, you know, the big rewards are not going to be there. I hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, God never does anything for me. Are you seeking the Lord? Are you getting to know him? Are you giving your life over to him? That's what we have to do. All of us, we have to do that. So I would encourage all mothers and men and everyone to use your heart and speak to God every day in faith about your concerns and believe that he will answer them in due time. So I just want to uh, go over and give you these truths. There's a list of um, truths in there from the word of God. Points to remember. There. The point. <laughs> I'm dizzy up here. Uh, <laughs> the just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith is synonymous with confidence. So when you pray, if you're not confident, you're not walking by faith. You're walking in fear. Cast not away your confidence, your faith. For it has great recompense of reward, mega. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you are not building up your faith, you're not going to be able to please God. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And diligently means actively, busily, tirelessly seeking God. And then faith worketh by love. In everything you do, walk in love, and you will receive the big rewards from the Lord. And I'm not saying the rewards are, oh, you know, I want a, a Rolls Royce. I mean, I knew someone that one time said, I want to be a millionaire. So I'm going to believe God to be a millionaire. No. You know, I mean, if you're a millionaire, that's great. But why should we believe? We need to believe to help people get saved. We need to believe to help the church. We need to believe to help people that are poor. You know, we need to believe for the right things. And God will give us the reward. He'll give us the megas reward. Okay, so, and then God loves you and he wants to see your joy fooled. So what are the five rewards we talked about today? Your children growing up, serving, and loving the Lord. Two, knowing the Lord more closely. Three, Having strong confidence in the Lord and yourself. Four, acting out our faith causes our prayers to be answered. And five, healed and healthy relationships. Let's give the Lord a hand. Good job, Miss Marianne. <laughs> I get a little nervous when she starts talking about me. I, I don't know how much she's going to unveil, but praise the Lord. We, I think we got through that one okay. 
But we do have another testimony. You, you gave, uh, you know, credence or love to your mother. We have someone else that wants to give love and credence to you. So let's bring up Sir Charles. Hi, Mom. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, my mom has just been, just to echo what she was saying about how she, um, you know, taught me the Word of God. I mean, to the point where, like, I'd be hurting, and she'd be like, what does the Word of God say? I was like, I don't know, Mom. I don't care what the Word of God says right now, okay? I just need you to love on me, all right? <laughs> but Mom used to always teach me the Word of God. <clears throat> she used to play tapes for me when I was younger. Uh, when I was having a hard time, she would play tapes, and there would be songs playing Bible scriptures, and she would just play it all night for me. Um, all night long. So I'd go to sleep, and it'd be like, you know, like, uh, how, I, don't, I don't remember what one of the songs was. It was like, no, it wasn't Jesus Loves Me. It was, no, it was I, healing songs. They were healing songs. There, there was a lot of healing like, songs. But in the name of Jesus. In the name No, no, this Jesus. is the one that I remember, okay? okay. It goes, this is the one that I remember. It goes like this. Is, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that stuff got into my spirit. Literally, I'll be in the shower, and I'll be singing one of those tunes from when my mom played it for me when I was, like, in elementary school. So, but, Mom, I just wanted to thank you so much because you really taught me the word. You really gave me a passion and desire for fulfilling what God has placed in my heart to accomplish for the kingdom of God. And because of that, I never strayed from it. I went to Berkeley. They taught me all kinds of nonsense things, and I didn't listen to them. I stayed true. I stayed true to what you taught me and what the word of God says, and for that, I thank you. You also always believed in me. Whenever the circumstances looked dark or bleak and it didn't look like uh, what we were believing for was going to happen, mom was right back there and she was saying, nope, you can't give up. You got to keep going. I remember there was a time after I finished school at Berkeley, I thought to myself, this whole lawyer thing is just too hard. I can't do it. I don't think it's going to be po possible. And mom just said, no, you've got to do it. You got to move forward. You can take a break for a year or two, but you got to move forward. You got to accomplish what God put in your heart. So for that, mom, I thank you so much. Praise the Lord. No crying, please. No crying. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, lunch for you prepared. We're going to have some croissant sandwiches with uh, egg salad inside and uh, some salad, and we can fellowship together. I also wanted to say that we will be having a drawing for the ladies, all the ladies, and so we're going to be giving tickets out at the tables. Uh, we're going to be having a guest today. Stand up. <laughs> He's going to be singing some wonderful songs, some Christian songs, and then even some, what, what, what kind of song? There were just some fun songs. Just some songs. fun songs. Songs that you picked out. And um, he's going to be there for us. I thank God for that. And then he's going to go see his mama. But um, we are going to have the um, drawing after he's done. And so uh, it's going to be fun. We have some really nice prizes. So we love you guys, and we want you to enjoy the day.
Praise God. Amen. So let me pray over the food before we eat. So, Father, we just thank you that as we go and partake and have fellowship together, bless our fellowship and bless the food as we eat it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. amen.